Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 9, Text 
Tatra Brahmarshaya Sarve Devarshaya Sattama Rajarshaya Tatrasan Drashtum Bharata Pungavam Tatra Brahmarshaya Sarve Devarshayascha Sattama Rajarshayascha Tatrasan Drashtum Bharata Pungavam Tatra Brahmarshaya Sarve Devarshayas Chat Sattama Rajarshayas Chatatrasan Drashtum Bharata Pungavam Please chant. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Just to see the chief of the descendants of King Bharat, Bhishma, all the great souls in the universe, namely the rishis amongst the demigods, brahmanas, and kings, all situated in the quality of goodness, were assembled there. The rishis are those who have attained perfection by spiritual achievements. Such spiritual achievements can be earned by all, whether one is a king or a mendicant. Dev himself was also one of the Brahmarishis and the chief of the descendants of King Bharat. All rishis are situated in the quality of goodness. All of them assembled there on hearing the news of the great warrior's impending So I will pull out some of the points, short, it's a short purport, but there's some important things here about, first of all, the mode of goodness. <clears throat> the mode of goodness, as we know uh, from Bhagavad Gita, the mode of goodness um, situates one uh, in knowledge, uh, in the mode of goodness, one understands uh, the nature of this material world. And 
one uh, uh, acts in such a way as to elevate oneself. So the mode of goodness is characterized by knowledge. And, uh, and so these uh, rishis, uh, everybody who came to see passing of Bhishma, name of the chapter is the passing away of Bhishma Dev. And Bhishma Dev himself is saying here was a was a great a great descendant of King Bharat, himself situated in the mode of goodness, even though he was uh, technically a warrior. <clears throat> so goodness um, is important in our practice of Krishna consciousness. Um, mode of goodness elevates one, the modes of passion and ignorance, um, they bind to the material world through the medium of, like Bhagavad Gita says, great attachment, unlimited desires, and what follows that is that you must endeavor with great, uh, great endeavor to fulfill those unlimited desires, and it keeps us very much bound up in fruitive activities. So this is the mode of passion. Uh, whereas in the mode of goodness, one is enlightened to the knowledge of the spiritual identity, uh, and this can help one. So these uh, Brahmarishis said they were coming to hear from a great soul who was leaving their body. Um, it's uh, and it said that they achieved spiritual perfection. Those who have attained spiritual perfection by spiritual achievements. So, uh, achievements. So, another word for achievement um, in Sanskrit is artha, what one can achieve or what one gains. So, generally, in the mode of passion in the material world, we want to gain material objects or, or some kind of status. Uh, political status or material objects. These are material achievements, artha. But spiritual achievements are of a, a different quality. Um, let me read from Chaitanya Charitamrita. This is from Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Lila 20, uh, verse 143. In the Vedic literatures, Krishna is the central point of attraction, and his service is our activity. To attain the platform of love of Krishna is life's ultimate goal. Therefore, Krishna, Krishna's service and love of Krishna are the three great riches of life. So there's a a different quality to spiritual achievements. And it's been said, actually, that the, the wealth of the brahmanas is their detachment from the material world. That is their wealth. That is their jewels. Um, so in here, um, Chaitanya Charitamrita is saying that these are the great riches of life. What are they? Krishna. Krishna's service and love of Krishna. These are the actual um, desired artha, the things that we want to achieve as devotees. 
So that perfection, um, the, the, attaining that spiritual perfection, Is, is possible only through the medium of, of devotional service. Um, that's how we we achieve these these spiritual achievements, these spiritual perfections. So devotional service uh, uh, is there's different levels of devotional service. There's different ways that we do a devotional service. Um, one nice verse in this regard is in the second canto. Or sorry, first canto, second chapter, thirteen. Um, oh, best, uh, best among the twice-born. It is therefore concluded that the highest perfection one can achieve uh, by his activities is to please the personality of Godhead. Some sidhir hari toshanam. Some sidhi. Some sidhir. So this perfection, the full perfection, sum, sun means together or complete. Like we say, there's kirtan and then there's sam kirtan. San kirtan is more complete. So sum sit here. So sidhi means perfection. Sum sit here. This is the the, the the complete perfection. What is the sum sit here? Hari toshanam. That Krishna is pleased by our activities. That whatever we do, um, it's pleasing to Krishna. And this is the perfection of our devotional service. And there are different levels of devotional service. I mean, we all might be doing devotional service to one extent or another, but we understand that there's different degrees, different levels. Um, and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu <coughs> spoke about this very deeply to his uh, devotee, Ramananda Roy, Lord Chaitanya himself only left the Shishtashtika as his direct in like writings, his direct instructions. But through the medium of his devotees, he instructed the world in 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 the process of devotional service. Uh, for example, Rupa and and Sanatan Goswami they wrote many books about how to practice devotional service that they got from their interactions, their instructions from Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, Lord Chaitanya instructed Haridas Thakur. He then in turn uh, penned the Harinam Chintamani. And Lord Chaitanya also instructed Ramananda Roy. Um, or it was a conversation that they had. So, Lord Chaitanya had this conversation with Ramananda Roy <clears throat> in which he speaks about the different levels of devotional service. So, let's hear a little bit from that conversation. Um, this is a Madhya chapter 8. So he starts off by saying, um, 
He talks about saying that the you know we offer our the results of our works, and Lord Chaitanya is saying this is uh, external. You better tell me something more. <clears throat> he says this is all right, but still you can speak more on the subject. Um, okay, okay. He's talking about the. By serving you constantly, one is freed from material desires. He's completely purified. Um, basically, um, okay. I'll paraphrase it. Um, Ramananda uh, Roy is, is speaking on the different levels of devotional service. He's saying that you offer whatever you offer, whatever you give away, you do that uh, for Krishna. Lord Chaitanya says, "Yes, you. This is this is still good, but still you can speak more. This is still external. Uh, ultimate, ultimately, Ramananda Roy is coming to the point of um, devotional service rendered in relationship to to Krishna, and he starts to speak about the different relationships that a devotee feels." Um, in the service to Krishna. And this is where Lord Chaitanya says, yes, now, now you're getting to the point. This is the, the, the perfection of devotional service. Where it says. And he starts talking about the different, uh, pastimes, the different, uh, like we, like we just sang, um, Radha Madhava, Kunja Bihari, Gopi Janavalaba, Giri Varadari, Yashoda Nandana. So, so Ramananda starts talking about uh, serving Krishna in the, the mood of being his mother, serving Krishna in the mood of friendship, serving Krishna in the mood of the gopis. Uh, and, and this is where Lord Chaitanya says, yes, this is uh, what I'd like to hear, please speak more on this topic. And ultimately, he comes to the point of speaking about the the devotional service of Srimati Radharani and how this is the the, the topmost uh, service that Krishna enjoys. Uh, so, um, so we can see that there are different levels of devotional service, but this point that Lord Chaitanya was making in this conversation with Ramananda Roy is that there's external devotional service, but when that when that devotional service becomes more perfect, when, when the milk is boiled, you could say uh, it becomes more thick and and more um, tasteful for Krishna. It's actually done in relationship, so um, this is uh, more pleasing to Krishna, and this is uh, the perfection of of devotional service is to understand uh, the way that we offer service in relationship to Krishna. The, the nature of the residents of Vrindavan is that they have a great eagerness to serve Krishna. This is one of the characteristics of the residents of Vrindavan and their mood of service.
this is a characteristic of of devotional service. I'll read about it from um, this is from the fifth canto, eighteenth chapter, eleventh verse. How a devotee becomes more and more perfect in their practice of devotional service. This mood of eagerness. Because here in the verse, because here in the verse, drashtum paratapungavam, They, these rishis were coming to see Bhishma Dev in this mood of eagerness as well. They were eager to have this darshan of this great soul when he was leaving his body. Why? Because it apparently, obviously there was going to be some kind of spiritual transmission, some kind of instruction. A great soul leaves their body. This is a this is a very important time. So, Drashtum Bharata Pungavam, they were very eager to have his darshan before um, all the all of them. Uh, the, the last sentence here: all of them assembled there on hearing the news of the great warrior's impending death. So they heard this great per- personality is leaving their body. Let us all go. And here, from they were naturally, they were eager to to get his darshan, drashtum, drashtum, just to see. In the verse, it says drashtum. They wanted darshan. Darshan involves re- also receiving instruction. So they were eager. So this quality of eagerness—that's what's here. I'm going <laughs> to by associating with persons for whom the supreme personality of Godhead Krishna is the all in all. One can hear of his powerful activities and soon come to understand them. The activities of Krishna are so potent that simply by hearing of them, one immediately associates with the Lord. For a person who constantly and very eagerly hears narrations of the Lord's powerful activities, the absolute truth, personality of Godhead in the form of sound vibrations enters within his heart and cleanses it of all contamination. Therefore, who is the sane man who will not associate with the devotees to quickly perfect his life? This is the fifth canto, 18, chapter 11, verse so how important, how powerful it is to hear about Krishna's pastimes from the self-realized souls. And these rishis who were in the mode of goodness, they understood that. So when they heard that Bhishma Dev, who was engaged in fighting with the Lord on the battlefield as his servant, this is, um, this is uh, Sakiras. This, this is, Bhishma Dev was a great devotee of, of Lord Krishna who served him by fighting with him as a, as a warrior on the battlefield. It's explained that Bhishma's arrows were like 
flower petals that he was offering to Krishna. That was his mood of, of serving Krishna. So he was a great he was a great devotee of Lord Krishna, and these rishis they knew that. So they they quickly came drashtum drashtum bharata pungavam. They came to hear with eagerness. Let us hear what this great soul has to say because he's going to talk about Krishna. So let us hear because why? This will quickly perfect his life. The the personality of Godhead in the form of sound vibration enters within the heart and cleanses it of all contamination. What's the contamination? It's the passion and ignorance of the of the material world. So this is how we stay in the mode of goodness. We have to associate with Krishna through um, through his service and through his sound his presence and the sound vibration of his pastimes. <clears throat> So this eagerness. So these these rishis, they had attained perfection. They had spiritual achievements. Uh, they understand that the 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 riches, the the wealth of life, is to have Krishna, Krishna's service, and love of Krishna. These are the the wealth of a of a brahmana, of a rishi, of a devotee. So they knew that. So they were eager to go and hear about Krishna's pastimes from this great soul who was leaving his body. So, So, I was just going to read a little bit about the relationship because we're speaking about the perf- how the levels of devotional service how it becomes more perfect. How Ramanan- Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, in his discussion with Ramananda Roy, it was explained that these the perfection of devotional service comes to that point of relationship. So we're hearing these pastimes are about the Pandavas. And they uh, were in this m- mood of uh, chivalry and the sakira. So let's hear a little bit about what it means to serve Krishna in that um, mood. So Bhishma Dev, of course, he was, um, you know, fighting with with Krishna in the in the battle of Kurukshetra. So. There's just a very short, and Nectar of Devotion speaks a lot about um, the different um, ways that we can relate with Krishna and how how it feels, how it looks. Um, So here it just says, there's a very short snippet. On the bank of the Yamuna, once there was the crackling sound of dry leaves giggling from the cowherd boys and thundering from the sky, Sridham was tightening his belt to fight with Krishna, the conqueror of the demon Agha. This is an instance of chivalry and ecstatic love. So, chivalry chivalry means, chapter 29. Oh. 
Hear a little bit about Krishna. Chapter 29. So this is Nectar of Devotion. Chapter 29. Hmm? Okay. Um, let me see here. Uh, fraternal loving affairs. Fraternal. So this is the the Sakiras that the Pandavas and the Bhishma Dev were. That was their mode of service. So let's hear a little bit more about this Sakiras from Nectar of Devotion. Krishna's age, his beauty, his bugle, his flute, his conch shell, and his pleasing attitude all provoke love and friendship for him. His exceptional, his exceptional joking abilities, exhibited sometimes by his pretending to be a royal prince or even the supreme personality of Godhead, also give impetus to devotees developing love for Krishna and friendship. So there's three periods, uh, the Komara, Poganda, and Kaishur age. Um at this point, at the Battle of Kurukshetra and Hastinapur with the, with the Pandavas, he was in the older Kaishur age. Kaishur, yes, Krishna was ever, ever young, even though he was then old. Kaishura. Let's read a little bit about the Kaishura age. Okay. Krishna played with his intimate friends sometimes by fighting or wrestling with their arms. Krishna, uh, sometimes by playing ball and sometimes by playing chess. Sometimes they carried one another on their shoulders and sometimes they exhibited their expertness at whirling logs. And the cowherd friends used to please Krishna by sitting together with him on couches or on swings, by lying together on their beds, by joking together, and by swimming in the pool. All these activities are called anupav. Whenever all the friends would assemble in the company of Krishna, they would immediately engage in all these functions, especially in dancing together. Regarding their wrestling, one friend once asked Krishna, my dear friend, O killer of the Aga demon, you are very proudly wandering among your friends, trying to exhibit your arms as very strong. Is it that you are envious of me? I know that you cannot defeat me in wrestling, and I also know you were sitting idly for a long time because you were hopeless of defeating me. All the friends were very daring and would risk any difficulty because they were confident that Krishna would help them to be victorious in all adventures. 
They used to sit together and advise one another what to do. Sometimes inducing one another to be engaged in welfare work. Sometimes they would offer betel nuts to one another, decorate others, one another's faces with tilak and put chanda. Sometimes uh, they used to decorate their faces in strange ways. Another business of the friends was that each of them wanted to defeat Krishna. Sometimes they used to snatch his clothing or snatch away the flowers from his hands. Sometimes they would try to induce one another to decorate his body for him. And failing this, they were always ready to fight, challenging the another to combat and wrestling. These were some of the general activities of Krishna and his friends. Another important pastime of the friends of Krishna was that they served as messengers to and from the gopis. They introduced the gopis to Krishna and canvassed for Krishna. When the gopis were in disagreement with Krishna, these friends would support Krishna's side. When Krishna was not present, they would support the gopis. In this way, sometimes supporting one side, sometimes the other, they would talk very privately with much whispering in the ears, although none of the business was very serious. When Krishna used to play on his flute, the vibration appeared just like the roaring of clouds in the sky during the constellation of Svati. According to Vedic astronomical calculation, if there is rain during the constellation of Swati, any of the rain would produce pearls. So it goes on for quite a, a long way that you can read. Nectar of Devotion uh, just gives us a glimpse into what it means for the eternal servants of Krishna to be serving him in the most perfect way, which is in the mood of relationship with him and serving him uh, for his pleasure, what gives him pleasure. And just one more point on eagerness that um, I left out that I wanted to add that's very nice because, again, in the verse, these rishis, because they were in the mode of goodness, they were eager to have the darshan of this great devotee to hear about the pastimes of Krishna so there's another uh, very beautiful pastime of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Sanatan Goswami, Rupa and Sanatan. They actually were uh, born, they were brahmanas, born brahmanas, but they had, uh, due to circumstance, they had been working for the um, the government at the time in West Bengal, the Muslim government, um, and they... Um, they were very busy you know, working in the government. And then when Lord Chaitanya came through, uh, you know, with his Sankirtan movement, came through that town, like Lord Chaitanya says, every town and village. So he came through Ramakali where they were staying. And they came through with their Sankirtan, you know, and, and Ruben Sanatan were so attracted to the Sankirtan movement that they wanted to join right away. They were so attracted and... Lord Chaitanya said, "No, just stay here, and you know you just uh, you just do your your you know your occupational duty and just you know 
stay here and develop, cultivate um, inside that that, uh, that that attraction for Krishna, which he did. But it came to a certain point where um, Sanan Goswami, we may know the story. He he decided to the um, Jain Shah was the was the ruler at the time, and he was serving him. And he would call in sick to work so that he could just study Srimad Bhagavatam and um, have some sangha in his in his home about hearing Srimad Bhagavatam and hearing Krishna's pastimes. When the when the king or the king the ruler uh, found out about it, he actually put him in jail. And uh, Sanatana Goswami. He finally found a way out of the situation so that he could go be with Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But this mood of e- eagerness is, is exhibited in his uh, his activities. That he was so eager to 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 be with Lord Chaitanya and to join his movement that he he gave up everything. Uh, he left everything and, and went to South India to where Lord Chaitanya was. So on his way, on his way to South India, he had to travel by night because he knew that he was he was kind of like a fugitive because he had escaped from jail and. Um, so he was he was going undercover and traveling at night and trying to. So at one point, um, he went. He came to a town called Hajipur. So in Hajipur, there was a gentleman named Sri Kanta who happened to be the husband of Sanatan Goswami's sister. So it was his brother-in-law, and he came into this town, and uh, his brother-in-law saw Sanatan Goswami um, from a distance. So one night he he went to him and he said uh, uh, they had a conversation and he and he said what are you doing here and, and he revealed to him his desire to go join Lord Chaitanya's movement and his brother-in-law said to him just stay here for at least two days and have a shower and have something nice to eat because he was at this point he was just you know he was a mendicant. Sanatana Goswami had become a mendicant on, on his journey to go meet Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he said, just stay here for the while, have a shower, get some nice clothes, get something nice to eat. And this was uh, Sanatana Goswami's reply to his brother-in-law, who was also engaged in working for the government. He said, Sanatana Goswami replied, I shall not stay here for even a moment. Please help me cross the Ganges. I shall leave immediately. So this was Sanatana Goswami's determination, his eagerness to be with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So uh, this was um, reflected in today's verse. I'll go ahead and read the verse again one more time. Just to see the chief of the descendants of King Bharat, Bhishma, all the great souls in the universe, namely the rishis among the demigods, brahmanas, and kings, all situated in the quality of goodness, were assembled there. So 
We spoke about the mode of goodness. We spoke about spiritual perfections. We spoke about relationship in service to Krishna. And we spoke about eagerness. Comments or questions? Yes. Hare Krishna. Just wanted to offer that Bhishma is, uh, he was enjoying the relationship and the service relationship of Virya, Virya Ras, and uh, Virya in the sense of chivalry, to yeah. reciprocate yeah. the Lord's desire to have a chivalrous relationship, as opposed to Sakirasa, the friendship was really Arjuna's relationship with Krishna was Sakirasa. Thank just, you. Just a humble. Offering. Thank you for that clarification. I actually was thinking about that too. Um, I was trying to find, because in nectar and devotion, it's a very small, because these are indirect. You're right. Chivalry is an indirect way to serve Krishna, whereas, um, yeah, and, and, I, I just um <clears throat> what I had done is I looked it up in the dictionary what does chivalry because I couldn't find it yeah nectar of devotion but it's yeah a combination of qualities expected of an ideal knight including courage honor courtesy justice and a readiness to help the weak what was your reference There's a an article by his name Chandra something. He's the spiritual scientist. Okay. And he has a really nice explanation specifically on this topic. It's on on Arjuna and Bhishma Rasa with Krishna. It's it's really beautiful. I think you'd like to read it. Thank you for that clarification. Yes. Uh, yes. That Sridham was tightening his belt to fight with Krishna. Um, how would, how is it that a, a devotee would want to? We know we know Krishna fights with all the with Jarasandar and different uh, demonic people like Tamsa and other uh, opponents. But why would he be fighting with one of his devotees? Krishna enjoys to fight with his devotees to to, to have these pastimes. Krishna enjoys it, and therefore the devotee offers that service to him in a purified, um, pure, with through through a purified heart. Which basically means it's just for Krishna's pleasure. Krishna enjoys that. Uh, whereas uh, the motivation of a demon like Jarasandha to fight with Krishna is different. It's, it's um, based on ignorance. It's self-centered. If I could just offer a comment to Nishra Bhagavan's question, 
the the comment is that Krishna enjoys the he enjoys to want to fight not so much that he wants to fight with his devotees but rather that the devotees you know like Bhishma want to offer in service to please Krishna's desire to want to fight less so that Krishna wants to fight devotee but more that Krishna has one of many, many different types of feelings. One of those desires is to also enjoy a good fight. And so devotees like Jai Vijay, Bhishma, and others offer him that chance to serve in that capacity to fulfill Krishna's desire. of the verse, one can know me as I am through devotional service and when one is in such knowledge, he can enter into the kingdom of God. That's why it's important to understand Krishna as he is. And that is done by hearing about him. Well, thank you, devotees. Grantaraj, Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai.